Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I have a book in front of me. I just, I got to tell you, I had, I, I, I don't know if I should say it. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun reading uh, this book. It's really, to be honest, it's my kind of uh, book. It's titled Invisible Queen, uh, subtitled Mixed Ancestry Revealed, Queen Sophia Charlotte, Queen of Britain and Ireland, 1761 to 1818, by my guest, Dr. Stephanie E. Myers, uh, who, by the way, serves as the vice president of R.J. Myers Publishing and Consulting Company in, here in Washington, D.C. And, and they publish biographies and autobiographies about individuals who are often overlooked in world history. And Dr. Myers, thank you so much for, for, uh, for coming on. I, I got to tell you a true story. Uh, I had uh, Edwin Moses, the you know former Olympic star in studio, who I think at one time was married to uh, uh, a young lady from England, and he I happened to have the book on my you know here on the stu- in the studio, and he looked at it, he said, oh man they they are crazy about learning more about Queen Charlotte in in uh, in England. And uh, he, he, you know, he knew a lot about the story. So why did you decide to to write this book titled Invisible Queen? Well, Joe, and, and it's good to talk with you. Thank you for the invitation to be on your show. Really, the whole issue of invisible black people in history is a great issue of distress for me. There are so many contributions that our people have made. And when I- discovered Queen Charlotte by accident on the internet one night. I saw a web page that said Black Queen of England. I didn't believe it. I thought, no, that's not possible. I couldn't have gone through school and all of the reading that I've done and not known that a black woman was Queen of England for 57 years. So I started to research it. And the more I learned, the more fascinated I became with, the, with her history, who she was, and the incredible cover-up about her life and her story. And and, and so I, when you how many do you know why did you find out why they covered it up? Why it was covered up and how did they cover it up? Well, I think it was a combination of factors. In Europe in the 1700s, there was actually more mixed race families than we are even aware of. So to some extent, I think they just kind of accepted her as the Queen of England, and it wasn't such a big deal as it would have been in a racist country where they made that a a real issue and had laws against intermarriage and all. But then I think when she became queen, and it was during the time of the American Revolution, the transatlantic slave trade was going on, they, they realized that they didn't want to empower black people across the world by letting us know in history that we had a queen of England and that she was an abolitionist and she fought against slavery. And these are not things that they wanted us to know. So they whitened her. And this is something we've seen in history many times. Even in Christianity, Jesus Christ was whitened. And so we know that in 
as some authors write and they do portraits and paintings of historic characters, they whiten them. And that's what happened with her. Her story was virtually just kind of just sort of erased and blended into the royal family as though she was just one more white person. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Mars is my uh, guest and and the author of Invisible Queen. Uh, Now, she was married. This is interesting. She was recruited (laughs) to marry uh, uh, King George III, uh, Queen of England. Matter of fact, during the American Revolution, uh, he he was king. Um, what was her family background? Who was her mother? Who was her father? What was her ancestry? Well, her her ancestry, which was researched by a wonderful uh, man here in America, Mario Valdez Cocum, he researched her maternal lineage. Her mother's name was Elizabeth Albertina, and her maternal lineage went back to the Portuguese people where we know that Portugal was a big slave-trading country, and the king of Portugal, King Alphonse, had concubines. And one of them was a woman named Madragana, a black Moor, and she was the original ancestor, according to Mario Valdez Concum's research, that, that started the family line down to Charlotte's mother, Elizabeth Albertina. So when, when the crown decided... When King George III's mother wanted to find him a wife, they sent out envoys across Europe to look for single eligible women. And Charlotte's family was a, um, it was a family of some status in Germany. Her father was a duke, and they did have status. Her father and her mother were well-known, even though her mother was mixed race. Elizabeth Albertina, we have a picture of her in the book. You saw it. They found that of all the young women available who were single to marry King George III, Charlotte was the smartest, and they found her to be the most qualified. So she was literally recruited. And after his mother, King George III's mother, the Dowager Queen, after she learned about Charlotte, she was fascinated because as a young girl, Charlotte had gone to school. And that was unusual in the 1700s. In the early 1700s, girls didn't go to school. But Charlotte's family had educated her. And she'd gone to school. She was a reader. And she had a lot of knowledge. And, in fact, one of my favorite stories is when she was 14 years old, she wrote a letter to um, the the king of the empire at that time and challenged him for for waging war in uh, in in her area of Germany. She confronted one of the great kings of that time, and she wrote a letter and told him to stop killing people in our, in our community. So she was very, very aggressive, and she was smart. So she was selected to be the candidate to be the queen. And, and now, the, one of the people that I first, when I first heard of this uh, color line involving uh, Queen uh, Sophia Charlotte, was from uh, was I, I was a, a avid reader of J. A. Rogers. Uh, ex, explain to people because I don't hear much about him anymore. Well, J. A. Rogers was, uh, in fact, a man of Jamaican heritage himself, living here in America. And in 1940, he was doing incredible research. And in one of his history books, he cited Charlotte in one of his books. As, as, a, as a black queen of England. 
he put it right out there, and he did that. My goodness, 1940. <laughs> How many years ago are yeah, we talking? Yeah. 60, 70 years ago. So he was a great historian, and he knew that she had mixed-race heritage, and he said so. But it was, again, somewhat ignored, yeah. although not completely, yeah. because the uh, the United States uh, has recognized her. She became, since our book came out, we've had more people beginning to step up, including people from the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, where she was from. And so there's some recognition that's beginning to happen. But J.A. Rogers was certainly one of them that put that amazing fact on the table. I used to love reading uh, his uh, his uh, history work. I mean, just uh, and and, but, you know, every time I'd bring it up, uh, Dr. Byers in school. I'd get bu- I'd get pushback from the teachers, you know. Cause, Would you? Oh really? yeah, oh yeah. They and, and of course, part of the problem is they never heard of J. A. Rogers, uh, and, uh-huh. and you know. Mm-hmm. But that was in those days. Uh, but but let, let, let's talk about. You mentioned Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. But there's a lot of, of things in the United States, and I maybe globally named after Queen Charlotte. There certainly is. And really, one of the areas that I find to be so fascinating is right up in Canada. People don't often realize that after the Revolutionary War, a lot of people who were enslaved, you know, they ran up to Nova Scotia, Canada, and they were in an area uh, that was called Queens County, and that was named for Queen Charlotte in Canada. So when the Revolutionary War ended and you had a lot of black people who ran away from slavery and fought on the side of the British— And one of the stories that I find to be amazing was her picture was shown to people who were enslaved and they were told, look, you can run away to the British and be free. And so they some of them did. They fought on the side of the British. And after the war was over, they were able to get up to Nova Scotia. And that was in Queens County. But there there's Queen Charlotte Islands off of the coast of British Columbia. We have the Queens College, which is what the original name of Rutgers University in New Jersey was. It was really called Queens College. Today it's called Rutgers. They changed the name. Charlottesville, where we had the terrible riots. You know, the racists and the white supremacists were out there screaming in the streets of Charlottesville. And those idiots didn't realize that their city (laughs) was named for Queens, Charlotte. And and by (laughs) the way, it just goes on and on. Yeah, the book is titled... Invisible Queen, um, Mixed uh, Ancestry Revealed, Queen Sophia Charlotte, Queen of Britain and Ireland, 1761 to 1818. You <clears throat> you mentioned Nova Scotia. Um, my audience knows that a couple of years ago, Professor uh, Henry Louis Gates uh, 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 did my Finding Your Roots. So they did my ancestry. But you, I, I, I bring this up. Because one my one of my great great I don't know third fourth generation grandfathers fought for the loyalist, who by the way they were the folks who fought you know in essence the the British offered freedom if you'd fight on the side of uh, the, the England, and after you're right after the 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 uh, Civil War they offered them land in Nova Scotia, and I found out I got a bunch of folks. Uh, that made that trek after the uh, after the Revolutionary War. So I'm very familiar with that, but I was not familiar with this uh, this area uh, named after uh, Queen Charlotte. 
Um, and, and, you know, I'm looking at the photograph, uh, not the photograph, the painting uh, on in the cover of the book. And I'm, yeah. I'm saying to myself, yeah, she's black. <laughs> I mean, this, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you know, that's what, that's what Edwin Moses said, because he said he went to a museum uh, when he, you know, when he was in England. Uh, he didn't say which one. And he saw these portraits and you have several portraits uh, that are that are in, featured in the book, don't you? Absolutely, we do. And these portraits were done by the official photographer, the official, excuse me, artist for the royal family, right. Joshua Reynolds. And, and yes, the portraits are there. And, and we know that with one drop of blood, yeah. people would be put into slavery. So we know that they understood that. And there were even people when she married King George III who called her a mulatto when she came into the palace. They uh, knew who she was. She, they knew. And they know who she is today. It's just people cover up and they lie. And, and I'd like to mention that our book is not available on Amazon. People have to come directly to us at MyersPublishing.com. We did not go with Amazon. We are minority-owned business, and we have exclusive distribution. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, and and we'll mention it near the end and make sure it goes gets on our social media. Um, I'm looking at this is another fascinating fact. She was married to uh, uh, King George the Third for 21 years, I believe. I'm reading in the book. And, oh no, 50. They were married uh, 60 years. And she was. Oh, oh, I know what I'm reading. Years. I'm sorry, my mistake. Wow, 60 years. And and she had 50. I'm looking at chapter seven. 15, ch- 15 children in 21 years. That's right. That's right. And that really tells you what a strong woman she was. And two of the children did die from um, the polio situation. Um, excuse me, smallpox situation. Mm-hmm. But she did have 13 children who made it to adulthood. And that for those for that period of time, in the 1700s, to be able to raise 13 children to adulthood was unheard of. So she was really very strong. She was a homeschool teacher, we would call her today. She worked directly with the kids. But one of the qualities of her that I appreciated was that she realized that a lot of the poor women in England were having their babies in basements, and they had no medical support. So Queen Charlotte got involved in helping to establish a hospital in England, which continues to today, and it was a maternity hospital. And so she had a great sense of passion. And, you know, black people always try to have that community service dimension, and she had that. And she helped establish this hospital that would provide poor women with a place to birth their children without dying in childbirth and the children dying from infant mortality. Now, uh, Dr. Myers, uh, what, what, were, were Queen Charlotte and King George III close? From all that I've been able to determine, yes. There aren't any stories of any outside scandalous relationships that the two of them had. King George III, I call him a wild child. Why? Because he had some personality problems. Uh-huh. He had mental illness. And one of the biggest movies made about him was called The Madness of King George. 
And this was a big popular movie here in America 30, 40 years ago. And Queen Charlotte was portrayed by a white actress in the movie, not a black woman. But King George III developed mental illness. Now, today, maybe we would call it bipolar. But he had very serious problems. So while their marriage was very solid, they were together one-on-one. They did a lot of things together, including ending slavery in 1807. They worked closely together. They, they loved botany and music and astronomy and all of those things. But he was sick. And so a large part of Queen Charlotte's life was spent standing in for him. Because when he became mentally ill, he literally had to be locked up and tied to his bed she had to become his voice with the British Parliament. And I was just amazed that he could have mental illness and they could hold on to the throne all those years, which is what she did. So they had a close relationship. She covered for him when he would go through his mental illness attacks, and then he would recover and he'd be okay for a while. Then he would get sick again. And another interesting dimension is that their oldest son, actually challenged his father's role as king because he knew he was sick and he tried to take over. Charlotte opposed that and she fought against her son and the parliament stuck with her. Mm. So she continued to be the queen and King George III continued to be the king. She was an abolitionist. She worked against slavery. And while they were still on the throne, slavery was ended in England. Now, these uh, 15 children that she bore in, in 21 years, um, you, you document uh, many of their, uh, their uh, life, their careers. Uh, I mean, they, they, some of them went on. I, I mean, I'm looking at, they, just, they were just interesting. I mean, that's a lot of children. Did any of them stand out in English history? Well, not as much, perhaps, as as one would have thought, although they certainly did uh, have a legacy. In fact, one of their sons, Prince Edward, the Duke of Kent, he was the father of Queen Victoria. And Queen Victoria is certainly one of the most famous uh, queens in British history. And Queen Victoria is the grandmother for Queen Elizabeth. And so I was just so fascinated when Queen Elizabeth passed away that nobody really brought up the fact that Queen Victoria was her great-grandmother, excuse me. She was her great-grandmother, and Queen Elizabeth's fifth grandmother was Queen Charlotte. So Queen Elizabeth is the one who has the heritage of, of the heritage of Queen Charlotte descended from the Moors of Portugal. And so Meghan and Harry are not the first royal family with mixed race yeah. history. Yeah, that's why. That's why I tell you, as I was reading the book and all, and all this stuff was going on <laughs> with uh, uh, with the royal family, I said, "Oh, they ought to be cool over there." they really should. They really should. But their their children, you know, they played their part as royals. Some of them weren't as as visible or as active as others. The girls mostly were low-key because in that era, girls really didn't step forward too much. But they were artists, and they were involved in music and needlework. 
and the sons were involved in joining the military right. and fighting in the Revolutionary War and, and that sort of thing. So they were all active, the 13 of them. They were all over the place. Yeah, but Prince William and his wife, Kate, you write, named their first child George, and then they named their second child Charlotte. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. And so they know the truth. Yeah, they, they know, know the, the truth. truth. Yeah, they know the and truth. Of course, you, and you know in Bridgerton, um, Queen Charlotte is portrayed in the drama Bridgerton, and they portray her as a black woman, yeah. all dressed up, and everybody was all excited about that. And sometime later this year, there's going to be a series that comes out about Charlotte as a young girl. Um, I'm, I'm still working to try to get a, a real story told because it's all fiction and that's great. But I think that our children deserve to know the truth because yeah. the truth is fantastic. And it gives our kids self-confidence when they know that you have a black queen who was the one who discovered Mozart. And Mozart was one of the most famous I composers. Yeah, I did not history. know that. Wow. That's like discovering. Oh, yeah. That's like discovering the Michael Jackson of your era. <laughs> that's but, exactly uh, what it was. You, you know the the. Like... <laughs> uh, but you know the the other little fact that that and that was that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle deliberately chose to get married on Queen Charlotte's birthday. That's right, May nineteenth. That's her birthday. They know and something. Some other, you see, they I know. know. They know. All right, look, I, 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 I got a. I, I'm out. I could go on and on with this, but the book, <laughs> the paperback book, uh, titled "Invisible Queen: Mixed Ancestry Revealed," Queen Sophia Charlotte, Queen of Britain and Ireland, 1761-1818, by uh, Dr. Stephanie Myers. Now, once again, if people would like to order the book. Uh, quickly, if you could just let them know. And we'll get this up on our social media. Well, thank you so much. And it's such an honor to be with you, Joe Madison, with your terrific career. But the book is available at MyersPublishing.com. MyersPublishing.com. Okay. And, and that's, that's M-Y-E-R-S. Publishing. Mm-hmm. One word. MyersPublishing.com. And again, uh, I, let me tell you, you will thoroughly enjoy it. I'll give it to our intern I, I, if you want it. She's looking with great interest to this. But what a what a what a well well done too. Thank you so much. And well, uh, thank you so much. And we have another one coming soon on another character people haven't heard about. So well, I'll I was share just, that you, with you, later. you read my mind. I said I can't wait for the next uh, book. Thank you so much, Doctor Meyer. <laughs> You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.